boy in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome to the Crimson Circle Shout and webcast. We're going to start with Adama St. Germain in just a few minutes, but right now, uh, before we go with St. Germain, Linda and I just wanted to once again thank everyone for making the new Masters Club on Earth a reality with your pledges, with your payments, with what was accomplished in actually uh, amazing record time. Uh, we were able, able to go forward with our plans. We're, we're actually just starting construction, so hopefully within 60 days we're going to have it pretty much ready to go. It might take just a little longer, but uh, we're working really hard at it. We want to thank each and every one of you and so many of you we've never even met before. We, we, we can feel you, but we haven't seen you face to face, and we want to thank all of you for being part of this. It was really, really sweet. It really, it, it, there almost really aren't words for it. Um, it was humbling and awesome. So with that, I'm going to prepare for Adamus. If you do some breathing, then we'll have some music and get on with it with the Ascended Master. But wait, but wait. Welcome to everyone, whether you're listening through Blog Talk Radio, the Crimson Circle website, or watching the video, welcome to this session with Adamus. Jeffrey Hoppy here, handsome as ever. Look, at he's dressed so hot today. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he said, Linda, dress up. Adamus wants me to dress up. You, you be there, girl. So with that, yeah, as you watch... Jeffrey goes through this incredible transition so purely, bringing in Adamus. And remember, all of you, it's your energy. It's your energy that's reflected in the message. So we are all absolutely a part of this. So with that, I'd like to ask each of us to take the good deep breath. That deep and clear breath, that breath of expansion of awareness and allowing. Take the good deep breath. Tell your body that you choose life. Take the good deep breath and invite your body, soul, and mind here for this event. I invite you to open all your senses, human and divine, and the music is ready to play. And I'd like to invite you to breathe with the music and the message of the music, breathe, take the good deep breath.
from the heart Forever trust in who we are Cause nothing else matters Never open myself this way Life is ours, we do it our way Adamus of Sovereign Domain. <laughs> what a day we have in store. I, I'm going to say it's, um, well, first of all, here in Colorado, uh, if we get a shot out the, the windows, you can't see a lot, but 
Uh, I call it a Transylvania day. <laughs> kind of foggy, kind of mysterious. Uh, in Transylvania, we had many beautiful days as well, but uh, then they were, they were smattered in between with these days where the fog rolled in. Everything was held in place. Uh, you know, that heaviness when the fog comes in, it really makes you go inside. Uh, remember, for many of you were there in the mystery schools back in Transylvania, in our beautiful mystery school with a large fire in the fireplace, with beautiful music echoing through the halls, but outside mysterious, foggy, cloudy, broken by the occasional howling of the wild wolf. Ah, that's the a perfect wolf? setting. That was a That's dog a of, wolf? That's a dog of some uh, then you do wolf. No, I have a girl voice. All right, wolf. let's all do wolf. <laughs> a little bit more like an owl, but you get the point. Ah, ah. And it comes to me. Thank you. Thank you. So you don't even have to ask. It just comes to you. Isn't it the way it should be? It just comes to you. Even before I was even thinking about coffee, I was going to think about coffee in two minutes, but before I could even think of it, truly the universe, uh, through Sandra, the universe brought the coffee. That's, that's what we're, we're going to. That's what, that's what I want each and every one of you to experience in your life. It, it's not just um, a, a nice, happy thought. It is the new reality. It just comes to you. And then you realize, oh, that's right. I, I was going to ask for a cup of coffee in a couple minutes, but You're I wasn't even. You're looking pretty dapper. Thank, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's toast to it comes to you. Cheers. Cheers. Here, here. I, I'm going to tell you right now. Today's a disruptive day. It's it's hell on energy day, and. We're right in the middle of I don't know how many different what do you call them uh, the uh, retrogrades. Uh, oh, what? five, five planets five. in retrograde. Uh, and, and you know, once you go beyond two, it doesn't matter if it's five or fifty. I mean, it's just everything is getting turned around, and you're going to find that today. If you were feeling a little queasy before we went online, uh, before you came here, before you joined us online, if you're feeling that kind of gut reaction to things, because we're just going to tip the tables upside down. You know, I'll start up by saying just, I know you're at the point of no more. You're just tired of the old way, no more. The problem is, how do you get out of it? How do you go beyond? Because so many times when you've tried, it's like a big rubber band tied around your waist, and you're walking on, just like the series, and you're walking on, and whoa, you just get pulled right back into mass consciousness, into old patterns. So today we have to do some very disruptive energies. I'm going to, I'm going to upset a few people. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing different. You're promising. Same, same as always, uh, but a few more than normal. I'm going to cause a few of you to get uh, energetically nauseous. <gasps> Nothing different. <laughs> I'm going to cause some real, I guess you would call chatter on your social media, and I'm, I'm going to be called a lot of different names by not necessarily by Shambra, but by others. And then, therefore, because I am, you will be also because you're part of this. By the way, congratulations on your Masters Club. Big, 
Do you know how long it's been in the coming? How long it's been since Tobias, Kathumi, uh, any of us, myself, have been waiting for you to declare yourselves masters, uh, put up a sign, act like masters. It's all an act. And all it takes is somebody being bold enough to say, damn right, we're masters, put a plaque on the wall, therefore you are. It's all really that simple. And the whole premise of it comes to you is that simple as well. It's not a lot of hard, difficult steps. It's giving yourself permission. It's the act of consciousness, which is acting. Well, of course it's acting. Some people will, will, will say, well, yeah, but you're just acting like you're a master. Well, you're acting like you're an asshole. I mean, it's like. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> but it's true. I'm, uh, I'm not going to hold back today, I, I promise. Yeah. By the way, if some of Just you are wondering, like this instead. if some of you are wondering, uh, is Donald Trump studying my ways? Kind of bad, oh. a bad interpretation. Very, very bad. You know, because you have to know that line to walk up to. But yeah, he's. But anyway, it's amazing, and the whole thing that it comes to you, everything, not what your mind thinks, but what your heart and your soul are desiring out of life, comes to you. It's easy, it's natural. There's no working at it. Can you imagine that? That's one of the things we're going to start breaking apart, shattering. You don't work at it. You don't, I don't want you to work at it anymore. I want you to allow it to come to you. I don't want you to constantly have that rubber band around your waist and you're going into your mastery and gliding along and suddenly that rubber band snaps you back into your old position. That, we're done with that. We're done. I, I want to thank all of those who participated and those who did not in the pledge drive. It was a chambre energy, whether you pledged or you paid, whether you didn't, and just had a smile on your face and contributed energetically. I want to thank you. And there was two um, very important things in this. One was, as a group, as Chambre, you are all personally, individually ready to expand. Afraid of ha as hell of it. Afraid of what might happen. But you're ready. You're, you're at that, I love it, you're at that point of that tension where you're, you're afraid of it, but you just can't stand being in the old anymore. So you're right on that kind of that fence line. And, and that causes a beautiful tension that will actually be like the rubber band, but this time, instead of holding you around the waist, you put it around your butt and you pull back and it launches you. <laughs> That's the way the rubber band should be used. Remember that. Do not put it around thy waist. Put it under thy butt and let it, <laughs> like a slingshot, let it, let it carry you out there. That's where we're at. And so in this Pledge to Expand, it was about it was symbolic of you're all ready to expand. And you just, then you do. And uh, using this example of this new Masters Club, there was a lot of tension in it from, from the staff, from Calder and Linda, uh, from many of you, Shambra. Can we make it happen? There was the, um, I guess you would call it the tension or the, the nervousness of uh, the legalities of it, of the. Uh, 
it would have been easier just to stay in here. Let me put it that way. Just easier. It's like, well, let's dream about a master's club on earth, but let's just stay in here because, geez, it's money. It's a lot of legal issues. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of um, coordinating. It's going to be a lot of effort, so one would think. So it's too easy. And think about it in your own life. Say, I really want to be that embodied master, but it's safer, less risky just staying what I was doing. But you're at that beautiful place. It's like, ooh, wow, it's like, it's like a bad fish market. It just stinks, you know, oh. and it's like you just can't keep going back there. You've got to do something. So you take what you call is a risk, but it's really not. It's already waiting for you. That's the damn thing. You think it's a risk. What if? What if it doesn't work out right? What if, what if I go, go broke? What if it affects my health? You go beyond that. It's already waiting for you. Th- this, oh, oh, this expansion, this new master's club, it's been waiting for over two and a half years. Just waiting for, for you, for, yes, the leadership of the Crimson Circle staff of Calder and Linda. Waiting. When are you going to do it? The mind gets in there, well, I don't know if we're quite ready. It's a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. (sighs) Nothing is a lot of money. No, nothing in life is a lot of money. I've yet to see something that's really a lot of money. Uh, It's not. It's all a matter of perspective. If you're collecting uh, five and ten cent coupons, it's a lot of money. Because your perspective is a coupon collector, I got to save. Shut up! Just go beyond. Give the coupons to somebody else who's caught in that mentality, and just go shop. It's not a lot of money. I don't care what you're thinking about buying. It's gesundheit. It's not a lot of money. We're, we, we, you are insisting that we go beyond this. You're insisting and resisting at the same time. Interesting. Very interesting. So what are we going to do? That's when we blow things up. You have to. There's such a tremendous amount of pent-up energy in your lives, in the world. I mean, your lives are actually not bad compared to the rest of the world. There's this pent-up energy, and that's when we say, let's just blow it up. But let's blow it up and have fun watching blowing it up. You do that when you're little kids. You just blow something up. Burn something down. It's like, wow. Sorry, mom and dad, about the house, but God, that was so cool. Uh, you just blow up. Uh, some of you, some of you, have blown up cars before, an old car, and it's like, God, how, what am I going to do? How am I going to get rid of this car? We're just going to blow it up, but we're going to do it from the perspective of having fun doing it, rather than, oh no. Everything just fell apart. It's like, oh, yes, there it goes. So today is a day of disruptive energy. This year, well, this, actually this lifetime, but this year is, a, is disruptive energy. Let's just blow it up. And that's what we're going to do today. But I'll warn you. <sighs> are, are you tired or anxious? A sigh of nervous. 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 We're going we're gonna to go on to um, some sacred grounds today. Because the sacred grounds are where some of the biggest, stickiest, nastiest monsters are. So we're going to go on to those sacred grounds. That's why you might have been feeling a little out of sorts before we started today. That's why I say there are some who are going to get upset 
They're not going to like it. They're going to want to. They're going to want to kind of hold off, segregate those sacred territories within themselves, and in mass consciousness. Well, we can't go there. We have to go there. We have to go there. So let's take a wonderful deep breath, because the other part of this whole expansion, the whole Masters Club, it was so. Do you doubt it now? I mean, when you saw the slide that Caldra prepared, you saw the stone wall with the bronze plaque, the Masters Club. That wasn't a big deal. It's like, oh yeah, it's natural. We're supposed to be there. But sometimes there's so much resistance. The second part of this was, it all comes to you, everything. Now, that's not just a nice saying. That's the way energy works and consciousness and what some people call the universe. You don't have to work for things. You can apply yourself when you choose. You can apply your creativity. You can apply your physical body uh, at times when you want to. But you don't have to work at things. There's a big difference. Work is a term of the mind. Uh, it comes from the mind, work. And when somebody says to you, get to work, oh, wow. What if somebody said, get creative? Oh, okay, that's easy, just letting it come to you, letting the energies align in the way a master would, in a brilliant uh, symphony of energies working to serve you. So the Master's Club is an example of letting it come to you. The Crimson Circle team said, okay, it's time. It couldn't have been more obvious if you would have slapped them over the head with a two-by-four. The space becomes available next door. What are they waiting for? Everything is falling in place. Oh, but, oh, it's a lot, a lot of work and a lot of money. Shut up. It's there. Why are you pointing at me? I'm pointing over there <laughs> at the new space. <laughs> Shut up. It's, it's ready for you. So when they finally the – biggest, the biggest challenge in this whole thing was finally saying, let's do it. Why not? Why not have a bigger space? Whether you need it or not, that's not the point. You, you, people will justify, well, do I really need this? Get a nice car, a fast car, whether you need it or not. Why not? I, I just – I don't understand that mentality. Well, I don't have the money. Well, there you go. It comes to you. You don't have the money. You start acting, being the master, and it's just there. It's just there. So they finally said, let's do it. Oh, nervous, nervous, anxiety. Why? Then you, Shambra, all around the world suddenly came forth with your pledges, with your, your money, and it was just there. It was just there. There's no mystery to this. There's no having to be uh, good at fundraising. Uh, they're not particularly good at fundraising. <laughs> there's no having to market it. Uh, there's no having to – it's just Chambra, uh, join in, and that's it, and it comes to you. For everybody who participated, financially or energetically, it's the same way. It just comes to you. A and for those who really really energetically, financially participated. I mean, just like really felt it. Now I want you to feel into your life and let it come to you with the same ease and grace, minus all the worrying up front if you deserve it or if you need it. Let that part go. 
let it all come to you. Love, love. And money, sure, why not? And health, and just energy, creativity, whatever it is. You don't even have to define it. You don't have to say, universe, here's what I want. Uh, You don't have to, because it's actually already there before you even think about it. And once you are in that state of consciousness, there's nothing ever to worry about again, ever. There's really not. Unless you want to go play in that sandbox for a while. Just some of you will. You'll say, ah, I, you know, there was something about the worrying and about the stress, and it made me feel heroic when I overcame all the odds. Go play in that sandbox, but don't forget that there's this other sandbox in the realm of and, which is already taken care of long before you even knew it. That's the way to live. If you find yourself in the brain, struggling with it, wondering about it, am I doing this right? Uh, now do I have to you know, turn to the west and then the north? You've, you've lost it. You just do it. And then you, you feel that grace of life and all of its energies coming in to serve you. That simple. Anything else, anything else is macchio. And, and I know what's going to happen. You're going to go out and play with this. And you do it halfway. I'll kind of try it, see if it comes to me. No, just go out and do it fully, uh, without thinking about it, without assessing the risks and the probabilities, and are you doing it right or wrong? Are you offending other people? Any of that. Just do it. That's going to be the hard part. Does it align with your what you would call your morals and your values? Those are crap anyway. So just do it. No, they are. They are. They, they don't even look good on you anymore, your morals and values. Those are very old and very human. So let them go. Let them go. An interesting thing happened uh, in our wonderful Bon adventure on the Big Island. We got into some great discussions, good energies. And a couple, two very important things happened. Uh, the first, which I'll talk about right now. The first was that we got to talking one day about, um, I think it was exercising, physical exercising, and well, there was quite a discussion about uh, getting a little older, keeping your body in shape, working out. How many of you here work out, at least occasionally, if not frequently? How many? Go ahead and raise your hand, but get them on camera. I want to see this. Okay. You didn't raise them very high. What are you, tired of working out? Come on. <laughs> You raise them really high. So a lot of you work out, and there's a mentality with it that goes along with it. I'm not opposed to working out. I love when I was in physical body being in that experience. But so often working out is you do it in kind of a uh, like what I call an aspect ratio. If I put in this much pain, I'm going to get this kind of return. Why? It's ridiculous. It's truly ridiculous unless you really like pain, or unless you uh, really think you have to go through that. So one day in our discussions, I I started the day. I said, we're going to do a 60-second workout. And everybody laughed. And I said, yes, absolutely. In 60 seconds every day, 
in awareness of your body, you can get the same results or better than in a one-hour physical, stressful, even painful workout. Now, some of you like working out because you get that hit of endorphins into the brain. After the workout, you say, I feel so good. Well, you just injected a bunch of uh, chemicals into the brain, which is okay, but then they'll come down. For those of you who just want a body conditioning, uh, what we call toning, in every part, your muscles, your bones, your organs, every part of you, 60 seconds is all it takes. It's 60 seconds of awareness of your physical being, awareness that you are a physical being. You're not your body, but you're in a body. That's all it takes. And there's no stress in it. There's no thinking. There's no uh, having to think about different parts of your body. It's just, uh, I exist in a body. Whoa. And then you feel your whole body as an observer, not with what's wrong with my body, why is my body aging, what disease does my – no, you just – 60 seconds of I am awareness in the physical body. That's it. That's all it takes. The funny thing is, I'm telling you this, this, this should be in all the tabloids as the latest uh, diet craze. It, it balances your weight. It balances the, the glow on your face, your eyes, everything, everything. But you do it without the expectation of certain end results. You just allow it. You do it without worrying about your physical body. You just realize your physical body. That's it. Sixty seconds is all it takes. So I, I prepared a sixty-second music workout for us. Now, during the workout, stay seated. Slump in your seat if you want. Uh, there is no physical effort that has to go in. It's 60 seconds of I am awareness of your body. You start doing this a few times even, and suddenly you're going to realize that there is some new communication, magic happening with your body. It's suddenly going to start waking up. There's that connection that's made between you and it, and starts realizing, Oh, my buddy's back. Uh, and then you're like, oh, my body's back. And it's like, it's so beautiful. So we're going to do a 60-second workout here. Just be very comfortable. And there's no forcing energies. It's just 60 seconds of awareness of your body. That's it. So let's take a good deep breath, and let's get that music ready in the back. At the count of three, our 60-second workout. One, two,
That's it. That's it. Easy. So, uh, by the way, um, th these will be uh, available free of charge as downloadable tracks. I'll do a <laughs> brief intro, 60 seconds, put it on your, your I am or thing, and, and just do it once in a while. 60 seconds. Now, now, Edith, I have to tell you this. So when we were getting all the materials together, all the recordings, John Kaderka said, I'm going to play it so loud that Edith has to plug her ears. So you need to have a talk with him. So because of that, I did prepare another track, another track. And this track is a little quieter, a little more gentle if you don't want the uh, excited music. So let's do that now. 60 seconds of awareness in your body, that's all you need. If you still like running, jogging, lifting weights, whatever, that's fine. But this is all you need for your physical body, the awareness of your biology, without, without judgment, just the awareness. I am in a physical body. Well, let's play the second one. Good deep breath into the 60-second workout. You don't even need the music. Sometimes the music is just kind of nice. But actually, I'm going to go one step further, and um, I haven't told this to Caldra, Linda, or anybody else. But I'm going to ask uh, for volunteers. 21 days, 60 seconds a day. What's the difference in your biology? Well, they'll put something on their online, like they do, uh, to like a survey uh, questionnaire. They'll figure it out. See. I don't have to worry about these things. I just announce them. No, big 21 deal. days. What's, what difference does that make to spend 60 seconds a day in awareness of your body? And what, what differences are you going to feel in your body? What differences are you going to feel in your balance in your body? So uh, they'll take the, care of the details. They'll announce it um, however they announce it. Uh, take part in it and see what a difference it makes in your physical life. Okay, so and these uh, both soundtracks will be available for free download. We'll do just a short intro on them and then into your 60 seconds. Deal? It's so easy. It really is. And, and the funny part is there's skeptics right now, uh, doubters. I say, yeah, but, but, but why not? Why not? You know, let's look at it this way. Let's say that, um, let's say, according to conventional science and medicine, it doesn't work. Well, you know, if we were to chart all this out and they say, oh, yeah, but it couldn't possibly have an effect, uh, 
Well, we are pirates. You are pirates. We're jumping over the boundaries. Okay. Uh, in, in true scientific terms, nah, doesn't work. But guess what? We're going to go quantum and make it work. We're going to cross over that line. We're going to use consciousness rather than force, rather than power. We're going to make it happen. That's, that's why I want to do the survey, because you'll show yourself you can do, be anything you want to when you apply your consciousness. I don't care what science says. Science has a history of being wrong. I don't care what conventional wisdom says, because we're not conventional. We're going beyond all that. So why not? Just let's say, for example, it totally is BS. Can I say bad words? That was nicer. Let's say it's totally BS. But let's say, no, this is the way we want reality to be, so let's make it that way. And then it is. Then it is. Suddenly you've created it. Suddenly it makes a difference, and not because of positive mental thinking. That doesn't work. But because of allowing, because of the act of consciousness. Sixty seconds, look what happens. That's it. Yeah. And, and it works. I want you to start understanding that all the conventional thoughts, sciences, um, belief systems, are no longer valid. No longer valid. You are not limited to that. You are free to get out of your seats and go beyond mass consciousness. So, good. Question of the day. Uh, Linda, with the microphone, please. Linda's going to take the mic out into the audience. Question of the day. Which one do I start with? Okay. You should all be nervous right now. Linda Linda's like armed with a microphone. It's like it's like a hold up right here at the show and she oh, puts I that look in, tough. in front of you. She is tough. The question is, what percent of your time and energy do you spend on self judgment, self assessment, self criticism? In one day. What, well, what, in your daily life, what percent is spent on self-judgment, self-assessment, self-criticism? What percent? So, Linda, microphone to the audience, please. What percent is spent on these things? Oh, yes. It used to be a lot, but within the last... Mm. Half a year, it's about five to ten percent. Five to ten percent is spent on this self-judgment, self, uh, your thoughts that are streaming through your mind. Five to ten percent. What did it used to be? One hundred twenty. <laughs> okay, good. What 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 made the difference? I can't tell. It, 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 it happened naturally that it just changed. Yeah. Someone had changed, and the new me was just there, and I don't give a shit anymore. Okay. That's good. Okay. So you're 5 to 10 percent. Great. Thank you. Thank you. What percent of your time, energy, your daily life, what percent of those thoughts that are flowing through are about self-criticism, assessment, judgment? Yes. 
I can't put a number on it, but it's too much still. Yeah, it's you just make up a number. Yeah. Um, umpteen percent? Umpteen, yeah, yeah. that's a funny uh-huh. number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, just uh, more than 50%? No, probably not. No, more no. than 30%? Yeah, somewhere between somewhere in there. 50, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But trending down. So. Trending down. Yeah. Uh, it, there are days it, where you hit 100? Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. And it's funny because it's dumber stuff all the time. Right. So right. it's kind of, it's easier to see it, especially on those 100% days. It's like, oh, I'm being stupid here. Being stupid, yeah. right. But uh, that's kind of yeah. like a self-criticism right there. I'm being, stu- <laughs> being stupid Oops. about my stupidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, good. Do you ever have uh, a day of the real nasties? You know, not just dumb stuff that you could almost joke at, but the nasties. Yeah, yeah. The and, wickeds. Um, yeah, they're not fun. Ooh, wow! But, but what, the, what do you do to what do you do to handle those? Uh, the silver lining is I know that it's probably an aspect. It's definitely an aspect. Right, right. Uh, that's not the real me, and it'll pass. So just ride it. Ride it. And ride I it. stole uh, a little saying from uh, the church. So don't tell Jesus's dad because he might be pissed. But um, in those situations. <laughs> I just say, let go, let God. Yeah, yeah. And how about it actually helps? How about let go? I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, why pick on God and yeah. everybody well, else? Well, I mean, God as right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what religion? Uh, I grew up Catholic. Oh, so yeah. I'm sorry for oh, that. Hail Mary, full of grace. My mom isn't yeah. watching right now. Yeah, God isn't. Well, well. If God doesn't zap me, my mom will. You know. Um, <laughs> you think God watches in on our webcasts? Oh, probably. It's probably like one of those, you know, swamp people reality shows to him. Right, right, oh, right. Look at right. those cretins down there. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe there's really people like that, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah, when you watch no. those. Yeah, yeah. Do you watch those? No. Oh, no. I, I didn't know if it no. just makes you feel better about yourself, oh, you no. know. No. You know, watching Real that. Real life like, is way better than that shit. <laughs> right, right. Good. Yeah. Okay, so overall, you'd say, what, 30%, a third of your time mm-hmm. in self Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Ah, uh, what percent of your time? Your, your daily life, a stream of thoughts, uh, are self-criticism. I wish it would be less. Yes. But I still, uh, I think that similarly, like 30, 40 percent. 30, 40. Okay. Yes. Yeah. What do you do to to handle this? You know, when the when the judgment comes up. Um. I kind of feel end very well. Ah, I like that. And this end helps me a lot. Yes. So uh, I don't think that uh, when. Okay. Sometimes judging myself yes. is like autopilot. You know, like when you used to uh, use the same route every day. Right. Sometimes you maybe need to go to different direction and so, so somehow autopilot turned on and you go here and say, oh, no, no, today I need to go there. So, and it's easy on the route, you just make a turn and go this way. So when I get in the judgment and... Um, if I don't notice it, so I continue it, but then I say, oh, where I am? Oh, that is wrong route. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go oh, to different yeah. direction now. So yeah. this is, and uh, like the that. end helps. And is so beautiful mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like, okay, I'm having one of those nasty days. 
uh, being attacked by myself, cannibalizing myself. Is there a <laughs> word for that? When you just cannibalize yourself. Uh, I'm having one of those nasty days. Ooh, and I'm over here. I'm not singular. Mm -hmm. I, I, and a nasty day over here, over here, on this other and. Oh, wow. Yeah, what a relief. Very helpful. Because none of you are singular. None of you are singular. You are so very multifaceted. You could be having that bad day, and over here you could be having an amazing day. Why, why keep it so boring? It would be like having a television set with one channel on it. That's it. Now switch the channel, see what else is on. It's all – it's all – you know on that TV set? Uh, oh, college is saying you don't turn the dial anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, okay. You, you click that remote, and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't like this, this show that's playing. I'll move to another show. And you know, the funny thing is, it's not linear. It's not like you're moving from one show in a timeline to another show. You realize all the. Do you ever stop to think, for those of you who have, what, 300, 500 different channels, they're all happening at the same time? They're all occurring simultaneously. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like life and you and your aspects. They're all occurring simultaneously. It's which one are you going to tune into? And then pretty soon you start realizing you don't have to even tune into just one or the other. Pretty soon you're tuned into, what, eight, ten, all at the same time, and you have no trouble actually uh, understanding and being aware of all of them fully. You don't have to just go from one channel to the other. You put them all on, and you're absolutely able to understand every mm -hmm. one of them. Beautiful. That's it. Yeah. Good. A couple more. What percent of your time? Um, I guess 60% or so. but. It was 90 percent. Yeah, yeah. So it's very less. And 60. What caused it to be a little less? About my family or? Just junk thoughts going through your mind. Just self-critical. Uh, yeah, but, self but I, I caught it. You caught it. Yeah. Uh, and it was because of your family? I, I criticize myself, yeah. by myself. By yourself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and how is it, how's that been for you? How's it served you? Bad. Bad. Very bad. So I stop now yes. and I breathe deep. Did any of it make you a better person? Did any of the self-judgment? Never. 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 That's kind but of a I funny thing. But, but you do it. But I can, I can stop now. Yes. Yeah, good. And breathe. Yes. And I go to another that direction. Yes. So, so today, uh, you don't mind if I get personal? Please. You're from Ottawa. Oh, please. Uh, I, I, I don't. <laughs> it comes to me. <laughs> so today, when you were getting ready to come here, were, did you have any uh, self-critical, judgmental thoughts? No, but we had many, many accidents on the trip. We well, have what did you do wrong? Uh, no visa. Esther, no visa. Esther, but we, we could have at the airport. No car at the beginning because. Uh, how how did you how did you do it without no visa without a? We could buy at the airport. Oh, the internet. Suddenly, oh yeah, we'll sell you a visa right here. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, you should have just told them you know Adama Saint Germain. <laughs> okay, next time. Next time. Next no, time. No, uh, use my name. I don't care. Okay. No, really. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> really, because they're going to do one of two things. What the? F <laughs> or when you evoke my name, suddenly I'm there with you. Suddenly it's like, oh. ah, ah, oh. see, it's so easy. Yeah. We didn't say your name, but we have thought about you. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, in I'm thinking troubles. of you too. But in say troubles. my name, evoke my name. Okay. You know, because it's going to throw that other person off guard. What is she talking about? <laughs> I know Adama Saint Germain. Am I supposed to know this Adamas? Is that my boss's name? Did I miss something in school? Uh, is that a secret code word for terrorists? Uh, what is this? And then they get all see that self-criticism and self-assessment. What did I do wrong? Do I know the Saint Germain? And they become so muddled and confused that you just walk right by. I don't need no stinking visa. See how that works? It works. Okay. Yeah, and I'll be. And once you invoke my name, I'll be there to work with you too. But it was enough to think about you, and we say to each other, "Oh, Adamas, uh, give us a joy." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Some travels on a trip to the Crimson. That wasn't Adamas. Didn't do that. That <laughs> really? were the troubles. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, could I give you a hug? You've come this far. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Then you I mean, a big hug. hug. Come on, too. come here. Come you both of you. You should hug her come friend here. too. Come here. here, you too, you too. Both come on. up front. You should front. have a hug too. Come okay. On. You should have a hug to both of them. Both I, I of them. I don't need microphone. Both of them. Very good. No, come on up. Come on. It's okay. I don't bite the very hard. <laughs> okay, we're gonna hug. Okay, ready? We got this on camera for all the world to see, and God, God is watching through that camera. Okay, ready? Okay. Oh, stay right there. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now that oh, hang on, that that didn't <laughs> that didn't arouse me so much. Uh, one time Tobias was in Japan. I don't know. Yes. No, he was. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. And Tobias went to Japan, yeah. and he loved Japan. And Calder and Linda loved Japan. And you, Adamas? No, I wasn't there. <laughs> Please come. Thank you. We'll be, we'll be there, if you do one thing for me. Yeah. Okay, because Tobias had the same problem. He loved Japan. He loved the Japanese people. He loved the food. He really liked the wine. Uh, but, but there was one thing that bothered Tobias in Japan – the hugs. Uh, we don't hug. I know. We, we do. Not so good. Yeah. So when you come up, would you come over here? So when you, yeah, right here. So when when you you go to Japan or yeah. even come here, the hug. Let's feel it, baby. Let's really feel it. Okay. Now, hug me. Japanese hug? No, an Adamas hug, a Shambra hug. Hug me like I'm your dog. I mean, hug. Okay. No, bigger hug. Yeah. Okay. God, get out of here. Come here. You try. Like, hug me like you mean it. Like you, you think about me. You talk about me. Hug me like you're so happy to be here with me. Go. <laughs> what? Did I get hugged? No. 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 
Three, three, that's weird. Three together, that's weird. <laughs> okay, come on. Uh, now I'm going to demonstrate. Now don't just take a deep breath here. Okay. Come here. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Ah, ah, ah. Now that's that's passion. You see the difference? That's passion. You know, and don't be afraid uh, to really. Hold somebody, or yourself, or yourself. It not no. If you're going to do that, it's like this. It's like yeah, just like, like, really. I mean, that's passion. Wait, show us that one more time. No. Okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you yes. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Let's all do a big hug here. Just stand up and hug somebody next to you. Uh, not three, not three, just two. Not three. <laughs> okay, let's not get carried away. This is not Tantra class. This is just a simple hug. Uh, why are you giving there the tongue over there? Oh. Okay. Now. You feel how the energy changes? Just changes. Okay. And thank you for thank you for coming all the way from Japan for a, a hug. Yes. And now and now for the rest of the day, everybody here is going to be hugging you and showing you a good chambra, passionate hug. Good. Okay. Here's my point. Uh, I asked a question: What percent of your time, energy, and your daily life? Has uh, these, these uh, self-critical, judgmental, controlling thoughts for each and every one of you? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. One. Would you write that on the board? One hundred percent. Because every thought that you have is laced with a degree of judgment, whether it actually comes out or not, uh, I don't know. But it's laced with it. Every thought. Think about. A hug. A hug. What's, what's wrong with that? But there's that, oh, you know, what if I don't do it right? What if, uh, what if I do too much? What if I hug Adamus too much and he thinks I'm a perv? Uh, what, uh, so I'll hold back. Or what, what if other people see this? They are. They're on, you're on the line. So even if it was a good, what you call a good thought, it's laced with, it has the potential of really going dark, every thought. You can't fight it. You cannot overcome your thoughts. You can and. You can go beyond say, you know, okay, Adamus, bastard, said that I, all my thoughts are crap, and I'm going to go over here to the point where they're not. I don't need the self-judgment, the self-criticism. It doesn't get you anywhere. It does not make you a better person. It does not make you more socially correct. It does not make you more disciplined. It does not make you feel better. It does not make you wealthier. It does not keep you from being an addict or an idiot or anything else. It doesn't. It doesn't. So I want you to be aware that this stream of thoughts has this junk in it. And it's not about trying to overcome it, because that's one more level of self-criticism. Oh, 
Adama said, all my thoughts are you know, just a garbage heap of mental crap. No, I didn't say that. I said, it's in there. It's a potential. And some days it comes out more than other days. Some days are the, the more, I, I'm fat, I'm stupid, I'm not successful, I'm not uh, a psychic, I'm not… Take a deep breath and and it. Oh, I'm over here now. I've broken beyond those barriers. You know the mind is kind of programmed into that, and it will keep doing it for a while. Eventually it'll let go. When you get over into the and, and when you realize that there's a lot of really heavy programming in there, really heavy, and you're not going to attack it from within. You're not going to overcome that crap from within. You're not. And that's, it's actually like using criticism to, uh, to try to wipe out criticism. You're still nets out of criticism. Using judgment about yourself or you know, attacking your own self-judgment with more self-judgment, you still end up at the end of the day with a lot of self-judgment. So you and it. You say, that's part of me. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Interesting. And I'm over here. I don't need that. It doesn't get me anywhere. That's just a part of me, an expression of me, but it's not all of me. Okay. Second question. Good deep breath with this one. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Get the microphone ready before I ask the question. It's ready. Put it to somebody's mouth. Right now? Yeah. And then I'll ask the question. I want to see the surprise look on their face, because the camera is going to be pointing at you. You can hold it. (laughs) (laughs) Camera. Hold it close. Okay. Good. Uh, What is Satan's greatest accomplishment? (gasps) What is Satan's greatest accomplishment? Ah! We should be talking about Satan! Um, I'm so sorry, but I don't understand the question. Do you know Satan? No. Satan? No. The devil? The devil? Yeah. Sartos. Wait, Sartos. Sartos well, well, the well, devil. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. That was a classic rescue. <laughs> that was a rescue. We'll go to Sart. But I, I want to. What? What? De- you know the devil? Lucifer? Yes. Satan? Yeah. What is Satan's greatest accomplishment? Um, that, um, that I will go to him when I die. Okay. Go to hell when you die. Go to him. Go to. The house of Lucifer. Okay. Yes. Good. Thank you. You ever worry about that? No. No, I don't. She's not Catholic. No. She's not okay. Catholic. I didn't say no. Catholic. No. I'm just, okay. No. Okay. No. Good. Next. What is Satan's greatest accomplishment? He kicked me out of bed. <laughs> that was your ex-wife. That was, that was, uh, uh, <laughs> he kicked you out of bed. What, what do you mean by that? He woke you up? <laughs> he wouldn't let me hang out with him anymore. Wouldn't let you hang out. But he was intimidated, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now that I am. Now, okay. Kicked you out of bed. Okay. Yeah. What, what if um, Satan appeared right here, uh, you know, in front of all of us? What? If <laughs> oh. Here we 
go. I was just going <laughs> to let it try to slip past Caldera, but he was blocking it. But here we go in our arm wrestle. What if suddenly Caldera was channeling Satan? And that came through Satan. Would, would you chat with him? Yeah, I think so. What would you talk about? What fun we had in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> you do her kind of like that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. So you have a colorful past. <laughs> I've been told that. <laughs> Good. Okay. Great. Next. Thank you, Sart. Thank you. Satan's greatest accomplishment. You never know what you're going to get when you come here. That Satan is here for all of us, basically. Okay. He is. Right. It is. What, what religion were you raised in? Catholic. Catholic. Okay. See, so she gave a good I, I answer. I always say I'm a recovering Catholic. Recovering Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Okay. I, how do you feel about Satan right now? I don't give a crap. Really? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think we were friends, though, in past lives. And right. You're all buddies with Sam. I wasn't even a buddy with Sam. Okay. Well, yeah. And, and, and I had an attachment to the Satan aspect uh, earlier in my life, a uh -huh. good part of this life. Yeah. But I don't Meaning, really what, what does that mean exactly? Just how I was raised and the beliefs. Right. Meaning but, that, that uh, there was a fear of Satan. Sure. Uh, fear of going to hell. Yeah. For being who I was. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Ooh, so you, you did do? a few bad things? What's the worst thing you ever did? In this lifetime? Yeah. Well, the other ones, yeah, don't really count. But what? The worst okay. thing you ever... Uh, oh, I don't know if I could say that. Calder right. asked me not to ask the question, so I'll, oh. be, I'll be a gentleman and pass on that. But uh, at, least, at least you had the consciousness of it for, for a moment. You got yeah, it. I got it. Okay. That's not so bad. Other people probably got it, uh, too. Sarge's done a lot worse. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More? Satan's greatest accomplishment. See, is it okay to talk about Lucifer, the devil, and all the rest of that here? But now hang on a second. Because I did actually have to talk to Calder in advance about this session. Normally I don't. But I knew his sphincter would tighten about talking what? about talking about this. I told you today is disruptive. What do you want me to be nice? So we had to talk about it, and I had to say, uh, dear Calder, Jeffrey, we're going to talk, we're going to get into some edgy topics, born and raised Catholic, and you have to understand why we're doing this, where we're going with it, but uh, he, was, he was concerned about you as well. Are some of you going to be a little overwhelmed? Maybe we're what, what would others think and say, what did you do at your uh, cult meeting today? Oh, we, we evoke Satan. <laughs> there, there's a nervous laughter. Oh, and others of you are like, oh my God, is that what we're doing? Yes, it is. <laughs> exactly what we're doing. We're, we're bringing it up. It's the big red uh, devil in the middle of the room. Uh, and, and it has to be brought up. It has to be discussed. Uh, Linda gets nervous when we talk about Jesus, much less <laughs> Satan in the room. So, so yes, we are talking about that. So where, where are we? Who's next? Right here. Satan's greatest accomplishment is – would you mind standing so everybody could see that you're part of the Satan discussion? 
Okay, so Nick. Now I'm a little confused on the Satan. Well, thing. he does that, you know. <laughs> Satan confuses of, you. Yeah. Of what really is Satan? Because I love the Lucifer show. Right. I mean, I'm really getting into the, the Lucifer show. show. Yeah. Not familiar with it. There's a show it. called Lucifer, and it's he's the devil that's come back. But it's all about passion, you know, and f fulfilling everybody's like hugging passion. people real, <laughs> real it, passionately. Whatever passionate desires you have, yeah. get fulfilled. Right. Okay. Or you can trade and then go to hell, supposedly, or something, you know? But Sounds interesting. So, yeah, so... How many here watch that? <laughs> wow. Okay. Not that I'm the only Lucifer watcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so your question is, uh, what is Lucifer anyway? No, Satan. so now I'm like, I'm not so tortured by the devil. Right. I'm more tortured by... My mind and my indecisiveness of not making the right choice. I, I want you to repeat so, that again. That's so profound. You're not so tortured. Well, so I'm like, is is that the devil? I mean, you know, something that you're judging, the energy, the thoughts that you use to judge yourself. You wouldn't is, think is my first question, my second question had any correlation. <laughs> oh, so I'm like, so is that the devil? So I, I'm in this. I've been tortured since last Saturday because. I took my car in for service, yes. and I walked out with a new car. I had no intention of getting a new car, but I haven't written the check. And after this thing, I've got to go decide. And it's been torturing me all week long. Why? It's like, do I do a two-year lease, a three-year lease, or just pay for it all now and get it over with? I don't know. And you're tortured with that? I'm totally tortured because of the fact that I can make the wrong choice. Ah, uh, uh, let's stop right torture. there. Let's freeze right there. I might make the I wrong might regret choice. It. So what do you end up doing in the long run? What do most humans end up doing? I don't know what to do. I walked in to get my car serviced. Stop for a moment. What's happening there? Your car is saying, it's time. You're oh, not my compatible car is anymore. Yeah. It's dead. saying, that's it. No more. Yeah. I, I've taken you as far as I can go. You need a nice car, <laughs> really nice one, nicer than the one you picked out. Why I don't think so. It's pretty nice. What is it? It's a Lexus RX 350, brand new design. It's nice. It's okay. But then there's the guilt of it's spending okay. that kind of money on a car. Too. I mean, it's okay. But, okay. but, yeah. but I have a property management business and I put lawnmowers and weed eaters and bales of hay in my car, which I did with my previous Lexus, and it turns into a truck, and I should have probably bought a truck. And I buy this really nice, comfortable, pretty. I have a written the check. By the way, Calder is saying, note to self, buy a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> this is not hard. This is not tough. Well, Sart yeah. won't store my trailer in the winter. Sart is the devil. <laughs> you realize. You realize how funny life is when you let it be, when you don't get all puckered up on it. So I've so your tortured big dilemma myself is, all week. So uh, what are you going to do? Uh, you're going to buy it outright, or are you going to lease it? I haven't decided till I make, get back. Just make a choice right here. Whether it's right or wrong, just make a choice, any choice. Just pick one of the above. What's behind door number three? Oh no, because if I lease, I can change my mindset. Well, I could still change my mind, but I may not lose as much. See, I drive my, I, I go through. Look what Satan's all doing to her, confusing her. Horrible. Satan's doing it. Just buy the damn thing. 
okay, buy the damn thing. Write a check or whatever. Sartre told me to lease it. But, then, hey, but look the, at The finance manager says buy it in the other No, buy it. Buy it, and if you don't like it, you sell it. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter. You cannot make a wrong decision. If you choose a three-year lease or buying it, it's still you cannot. Could you just take a deep breath? But see, and, I don't no, like no, 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 I didn't say take a deep breath and talk. I said just. <laughs> it's already worked out. It's already worked out. And, and now it's just begging for you. To, to let it come it. to you. But when there's that consternation, the mind, the, oh, what should I do, and I could make the wrong decision, we're going to blow all that up today. You're going to have a massive headache, and that's I good. I wish you yeah. could get rid of that. In, I wish I could get rid of that in me. And really, You're going to, because, but you're going to try to hold on to it also. I'm going to say, damn it all. Just, you know, just <laughs> buy it. Write a check. I don't care if it, it wipes out your savings account, because you cannot make a wrong decision. Anymore. Well, it's not wrong, but then you can regret it. I don't want to regret. You never regret another thing unless you choose to. It's so simple. It's so easy. You're trying to work for the energies; they want to work for you. A master allows energy to serve them. That is the definition of grace. Take a deep breath. I don't care if you choose behind what's. What's behind door number one, two, or three? Every one of them is absolutely appropriate. None of them are better or worse. You cannot make a mistake. But see, I want to be perfect, so I want to make the right. Every one. choice is perfect. <laughs> there is none that is more or less perfect. And this is where all of you are getting yourself in really <laughs> tight underwear because you're. What should I do? Which way should I go? I'm afraid to make the wrong decision. Then what happens? You make no decision at all, right, I or you make stopped. the least risk decision. Yeah. I tell you what I'm I would do. I, I tell you what I would do, and I really I mean this seriously, but you're not going to do it. I would go in and buy two vehicles. <gasps> I almost I will be we thinking about that because or have him buy one. No, why not? Now, now, now here is the part of the point of today. The mind jumps in. It's, oh my God, you're being so extravagant. You can't afford this. It's going to go wrong. It's going to go bad. No, it's not. You just and it over here. There is an and. There is a reality where you have two vehicles. and You've got your nice vehicle for the beautiful, sexy you to drive around town. Look at my nice vehicle. And then you've got your truck. Hey, look at me. <laughs> I'm driving my truck. <laughs> Nice. You know, do that again. No, never again. Ever, ever, ever. I will never do that again. This is such you. You. You're. You're letting it come to me. You're playing into my hands today. I don't even have to work at it. Who said you could only have one vehicle? Well, fight for it. Come on, fight for it. Fight to the way for the snow, and then you got to have another place to park another vehicle and. Then get a different place to live. If you're in a place that you can't, I mean, are you listening to this? Are you? You get a different place to live now, where you can park ten vehicles, and the mind jumps in with all of its crappy thoughts, all of its limitations, its self-judgments, and its history, and says, "Yeah, but you can't afford that." And this, and it's like that's where you say, "No more. I'm not going to live like that. I'm not going to live 
having to worry about, do I have an extra space to park my extra vehicle? Of course not. And then the mind jumps in and says, yeah, but isn't this all really nice fantasy and aren't we making this up and doesn't it sound good? That's the way it's supposed to work. But very few people are doing that. That's the way energies are supposed to work for you. But if you resist it, if you keep on resisting, if you keep on holding back, you're, you're in this uh, resistance. It's not going to work. And then it would be little incremental, you know, going from what you thought was 90 percent you know, crap in your thoughts to 60 percent crap in your thoughts. And you know, why, if you, whether you have 90 percent crap or 1 percent, it's the same thing. There's no difference between 1 percent and 90 percent. It's still crap. And, and we're going to blow beyond that. So thank you. And yes. Hey, Adamus, look, it comes to you. You must have handed me the wrong bowl because there's only five dollars in here. I'm Adama Saint Germain. No, no, no. There's there's at least twenty four in there, I think. <laughs> okay. So okay, so we don't. Well, it's still know. the wrong bowl. Oh, okay. And, and the wrong bowl for you. What twenty four, twenty eight, whatever it is. Maybe thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Wow. I don't start counting till a thousand, Linda. Okay. So we're really proving a point here today. Look at the limitations, the crappy thoughts. The I mean, unless you're having fun with all this. Okay. So just you take a deep breath and you just do it. Get two. Why not? You see, but see that that Satan is like, oh, okay. Uh, I want to move on with this uh, because we do have quite a bit to do yet. So uh, two more. Two um, more. Yes. What is Satan's greatest accomplishment? Getting us to this point, <laughs> yeah, that's where we uh, yeah. disbelieve, don't trust ourselves, don't love ourselves. It's a Can't very good answer. Right. Very good answer. Getting us to this point, absolutely. Good. One more. You're very close, Vince, to what I was going to say. Satan's greatest accomplishment. Providing the scenario of fear, terror, yeah. panic, yeah. and it causes people to just stop doing the headlights. Yeah, and, and everybody is like that, uh, some to a bigger degree than others, but there is that. There is this whole, what am I supposed to do? What am I doing wrong? I'm afraid to make a decision because it might be wrong, and it's just going to go into that bucket of more wrongs in my life. You cannot continue existing like that. You cannot. You don't want to continue, but you cannot continue existing like that. We have to go beyond that. This whole thing of the junk, the limitation, the, uh, it's so deep-seated uh, in you. And by the way, my answer to uh, Satan's greatest accomplishment, getting people to believe he exists. Getting, thank you, yeah, smart guys, high five. Satan, there is no Satan other than the ones that humans have created in their beliefs, and therefore it is. For, for someone, something to convince humans that there's evil in the world, that was a big accomplishment. That's something somebody or some groups are really proud of, that there's evil in the world, and there is not. 
And even you believe it, my dear friends. Whether you call it Satan, whether you call it evil, bad energy, dark energy, or anything else like that, the fact is that the biggest accomplishment of any of that was believing that it exists. And we can't go any further if you keep believing that. There's no evil. There's no bad decisions. There's no mistakes. There's no sin. There's no karma. Now, to some of you, this sounds basic, and some of you are saying, yeah, well, I already know that, but I implore you to look at your own life, your thoughts, your limitations, how this whole concept of evil, dark, or bad is interwoven into everything you do, and it literally shapes your life. It shapes your life, and you're afraid to get out of it. You're afraid because what's going to happen when you don't have self-judgment, when you don't have control, when you're not assessing, are you going to do bad things? That's why you hold back, because you're wondering, am I going to do bad things again? You drag around stuff from past lives that's not even true, actually. You go to some psychic and they tell you, oh, in a past life you were a murderer. and It's like, not really. Probably not. But you know that, that's a lot of drama. You believe it. They collect your money. And you drag this stuff around. I, I must have been really bad in a past life, because look at my life now. It's my karma. No, not at all. There is no Satan other than for the people who believe it. There is no evil in all of creation other than the evil that people have chosen to believe. And Linda, if we can get you on the uh, writing board here. I, I do miss my writing board, but uh, oh, poor the, master, you. the Master walks beyond evil the master walks in order to evil? live. The Master walks beyond evil in order to live. It's that simple. It's a tough one, because uh, whether you call it sin, evil, darkness, Satan, bad, uh, anything, uh, duality or anything else, it has a profound effect on your life, no matter how enlightened you think you are. You have a lot of judgments about yourself, what you did wrong, what you think you're going to do wrong. You have judgments about the world. You look out in the world and so often say, that's a bad world out there. There's bad people doing bad things. Actually, there's really not. There is the belief that something the Master walks beyond evil in order to live. Actually, there's really not. But as long as people subscribe to it, there is. But if you try to go back and look at the source of darkness, the source of evil, there is none. It really doesn't exist until people believe it. And then what's happened with humans is they're so ingrained with it from birth. The original sin, you were bad before you ever even thought of the word good. From religions that cram this into people's minds. They, they program the mind. There is an opposing force. Uh, next page. Write the word evil. How big? Half the page. Thank you. And then, as most of you know this, you reverse it. And what is it? Ooh. To live in English. To live. It's, 
You know, it, they're almost like they're opposites, but yet they're comprised of the exact same letters in English. Live and evil. One is taking away from the other, always. One is always taking away from the other. So whether you philosophically say, oh, you know, I don't believe in the devil, I don't believe in uh, darkness, you do. And, and it's, part of your, it's part of the makeup of one of the facets of yourself. Imagine, if you would, for a moment, imagine that darkness, sin, Satan, bad, evil, were never, ever, ever even whispered to human beings. Imagine a society where from birth nobody was ever told that they were bad. Nobody was ever told that there was this Satan lurking in the shadows, watching everything, trying to get their soul. Imagine if there wasn't this whole thing about dark and bad, how that would profoundly change the consciousness of humans. It just never was put forth. It was never, it was never even in mass consciousness. If the churches sitting on the street corners all around the world weren't, didn't put out uh, on their signs out front of their buildings, uh, get saved now, or Satan's going to take your soul, imagine if that wasn't even in belief system. There was just living. It didn't mean that living was being perfect. It meant living was just experiencing. That there was no right or wrong. No child was ever told that they were wrong or did something bad or were in disfavor with God. Imagine that just for a moment. That you were never told that you were dark or awful. You were never told that. The devil was going to get you, or you're going to go to hell someday. That if that wasn't even in the belief system, you were never told that you had done something bad. It's maybe a little hard to imagine. And most people actually have come to need that in their lives that judgment, that assessment, that duality of the opposing force. But you cannot walk on still holding those feelings. You cannot. Freedom is the release of thinking you've ever done anything bad. Freedom. You can write that. Freedom is releasing the thought that you'd ever done anything bad. People will fight for it. You'll fight for it to a degree. And it's so appropriate that we're doing this session with all these retrogrades, with all this weather, with everything else happening. Absolutely. It's a perfect time to utilize the energy that's available, even if you would call it contrary 
or uh, opposite energy. It's going to help turn that. So freedom is releasing the thought that you'd ever done anything bad. And you know what? You're going to say, well, I can release, what, 50 percent, 60 percent, maybe 90 percent. It doesn't matter. If there's still 10 percent or 20 percent, it's still 100 percent. It's releasing everything about uh, feeling less than you are. You can't be free if you're feeling that you've done something wrong or bad. You're not free if there are still lingering shadows of Satan or darkness or bad in your life. Here is one of those points of separation that I've had in so many of my teachings at the Mystery School. It's a point of separation where Many will philosophically argue. Well, it's, it's an evil world out there. Look at the things. People kill each other. People steal from each other. People enslave each other. Yes, because there's a core belief that's been perpetuated, a core belief that humans are bad, and that there's a, there's a Satan, and that there's darkness. So what do people do? They Follow the act of consciousness. Mm. They're programmed with it. You're bad. You've done bad things. You're wrong. So you, you freeze up. You don't, you're afraid to make a decision. I might make a wrong decision. You cannot. You cannot. You really can't. And you just take a deep breath and go with that, but most people will fight for those limitations. You're afraid to spread your wings because you've been told you're bad and you spread your wings too big. You might do big bad things rather than little bad things. You're afraid to open up because, and to reveal thyself because you believe that you've misused power in the past. Somebody told you, you read it in a book, it's a past life thing, you, you were in a king or a queen of some, some um, ancient land and you did bad things. The fact is, you probably didn't, and the fact is, it doesn't matter, and the fact is, you're afraid of power. There is no power. Part of you, every one of you, is so afraid of power. And there is none. You don't need it. There is none. There's no need for it. Everything comes to you. It's not about power. It's not about the accumulation of energy. It's that knowingness that all of the energy arrives, is there for you at the appropriate moment. You don't need to stockpile it. You don't need to uh, hold on to it, afraid somebody's going to take it away from you. It's all there. Now, this is a big leap. And this is a huge leap. You can't really do this one uh, in little steps. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's you either go powerless and you either go let go of all these beliefs of bad fully, or you're still in it a hundred percent. That's why I said even even if you said, Well, I'm down, I'm, I'm weaning off of my addiction to uh, to bad thoughts and fear and thinking I'm bad, even if you're at thirty percent, you're at a hundred percent. So this is a big leap. 
And this is, uh, as I said, a day of disruption and change. To go to the point where you understand freedom is releasing the thought that you've ever done anything bad you haven't. Don't argue about this philosophically in your mind, like, well, okay, when I was a kid and I burned down the house, you know, uh, I was serving the universe. Just shut up, just walk beyond it. Don't try to justify it. Then you get entangled in, in all the crap. You just walk. There is, there is no evil. There is no power. And by the way, those two things are so synonymous in mass consciousness, evil and power. And you're afraid of it. You're afraid, what if I what if I really open up? What if I really just let myself be, oh my God, the power and the potential for darkness? There is none. It's the biggest lie that's ever been sold to humans. And it continues to be sold again and again. Redemption, salvation. Whatever it happens to be, it's all a lie. Power, darkness, Satan, all of those things are just lies. What's Satan's greatest accomplishment? Convincing people that he exists. And he doesn't, unless you believe in him. Same with power. What's the biggest fallacy of power? There is no power. You don't need it. So now, I would like to do a Marab. Now, this Marab is special, because you're here, because this is that kind of that point where you don't say, ah, I'll, I'll do this and then I'll think about it afterwards. This one is going to go straight at you. Uh, in other words, This Mirab is truly about shifting consciousness out of evil, out of bad, out of the bad things you think about yourself, because you've been told that you're bad. You've been told that evil exists. It doesn't. It does not. And I can hear all the righteous evangelical Christians and Muslims and everything else all around the world, oh, yeah, he's Satan. But let's say Let's say their leader was sitting right here, the, the church religion leader was sitting right here, and you had two choices. And you're going to believe in the fact that there's darkness and evil and the devil, and that you had to work your way back through either Jesus or Muhammad or one of their other clowns that they have. They are. They're, they are. They're, they are not who they say they are. The Yeshua that I knew is nothing like the Jesus that they promote. So I can spit on Jesus. (gasps) No, I can spit on Jesus because I knew Yeshua. He was amazing, but he's not what they purport him to be. So you have your choice now. You pick between their their way. Uh, Darkness, evil, bad people, heaven, hell, uh, you have to go for salvation through their guy. Uh, You pick that route. Or the route over here. There's no power. There's not even any darkness. There's no Lucifer. There's none of that. It's simply a game that, well, people are programmed into. Which would you choose? Which would you choose? And while the choice might appear to be obvious, you suddenly start thinking about it. Well, what 
what if Adamus is Satan? <laughs> I've heard it before. I've heard it. And I'm, uh, what if Adamus is Satan and he's just trying to sell us freedom? <laughs> yeah, I don't want any of that freedom. That's that Lucifer stuff. Uh, and, but the mind looks up here just like you look at, should I buy the car, lease it for five years? Funny thing is, you really can't make a mistake. Which journey do you want to take, though? So let's do a mirab together. Now this one, as I said, is going to is going to affect your life <laughs> um, because you're going to let it. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that this whole illusion that you've had about darkness, even the New Age pushes darkness. Uh, they push it. Everybody pushes it, and it's an illusion. Same with power, it's an illusion. Same with Satan, it's an illusion. They're all, just feel into a moment. God and Satan, they're both power plays, both of them. And you think about power, power. Wow, humans talk about power. It's a huge, um, it's a huge lie. It's a huge lie. There is none, and there's no need for it. There's energy. And it serves you. I think I'm going to turn into Dracula <laughs> right here in Transylvania. But so you take a deep breath and let's go into this mirror. But by the way, if you're not, if you're not, I mean this very, very sincerely, if you're not ready for a change right now, then uh, Tune out or walk out. If you're not change in what? If you're not ready for a change right now, tune out or walk out. Uh, because this isn't going to be one of those mirabs where you say, "Well, I'll just sit in the energy and then, then I'll decide later on how much I like it. Do I like it ten percent or twenty or thirty? This is all or nothing time. Uh, we we can't do this so gently and so timidly anymore. We can't do this, I'm going to be a master, by doing it part way. We're all or nothing now. We can't do it by just trying to massage you and make you feel good and you doing that and then going back to crappy life, crappy thoughts. It's got to change. So this particular mirab is infused with just that. It's, it's going to change things. So let's turn, uh, get the lighting set. Appropriately, let's turn the music on, take a good deep breath. Funny, the only light's on me. <laughs> so, dear Shambra, all around the world, here also at the Masters Club, it's time for that transition, that change in going out of consciousness of evil, which has been such an overriding force in everybody's life. It's been indoctrinated into you. I don't care if you came from religious or non-religious backgrounds, but you're absorbing it in mass consciousness. You've judged yourself so much. And whether you use the word evil or darkness or Satan or just bad, 
It's time to walk on completely, not not 10% better or 50% better, but completely. These are very, very much lies. And yes, you can fill. I've had so much philosophy and discussions with philosophers over the ages. And a lot, most of it's mock you. I try to explain, they try to explain to me why evil is real. And I say it's real only because you believe it. Satan, evil, darkness's biggest accomplishment was getting people to believe that it existed. It doesn't, it does not. If everybody on this planet let go of that, walked beyond it, this planet would be totally different. But they're not going to. They're invested in darkness. They truly are. The the biggest offender of all are religions. They're invested in darkness. They promote it. They use it in their marketing. They don't talk about freedom. They don't talk about grace in your life. They don't talk about the beauty of your soul. But sitting here right now with a very small group of humans here at the Masters Club, here on the internet, you can let it go without effort. That's the beauty of it. That's the irony of it. You don't get rid of darkness by battling it. You walk on. That's it. You don't think about letting it go and how long it takes and how much effort. You just do it. You're just there. You don't think that, well, do I need to keep a little bit of that fear of darkness, that belief in darkness in my back pocket just in case. Yeah, you just let it all go, 100%. And then for you, it doesn't exist. For the rest of the world, yes, but for you, it doesn't exist. It's no longer a part of your reality and creation system, period. The Master realizes that they've never done anything bad because there isn't bad. The Master realizes they're not trying to overcome anything because there's nothing to overcome. Life is just an experience, a beautiful, sensual, passionate and expressive experience. And while others may choose to live in the shadow of darkness in their lives, while others may choose to judge themselves, assess themselves, and consider part of themselves to be bad or dark, we're going to go beyond that. We're not just dissolving or wiping away a little bit of it. We're not just releasing it incrementally. It's gone. It's gone. There's no 
gravity to the lie of darkness. There's no pull from thinking that you're bad or that you could be bad if you're not careful. You walk on beyond this, there's no residual worrying of if you were a drug addict, if you're ever going to go back to drugs. No, you're not going to. No holding yourself back, worrying if you drank too much at one point that you're going to go right back to it. No, you're not. You walk on. It's no longer part of the lie that you're buying into. You simply walk on. You don't fight it. You don't struggle with it. You don't do ceremony over it. You just walk on. Beyond power, which is a lie. Beyond darkness, which is a lie. Beyond that you've ever done anything wrong. That's the biggest lie you've ever told yourself. That's the biggest lie you ever believed that you've done something wrong. Now the mind's going to fight you on this. Absolutely going to fight you on this. It's going to get mental. It's going to try to justify. It's going to try to do that thing where you say, well, okay, we'll be 10% better. Let 10% of the belief in the lie of darkness go. The mind will say, but you're not ready. You can't let it all go. The mind will become philosophical about it. It'll argue for it. No, no, no more. We're done. You see, because it's still a lie if you believe that you've done something wrong. It's still a lie if you believe in power, even with just one percent belief in darkness and power. You're going to believe that that one percent can overcome the ninety-nine percent. going to believe that 1% is enough to infect every part of you. You're going to believe that you're supposed to carry that 1% around. And that 1% is actually 100%. It overshadows everything. Satan's biggest accomplishment was getting people to believe that he existed. Who is Satan? Humans who didn't allow themselves to be the I am. Humans that initially used the concept of Satan and darkness to control others. 
humans who couldn't love themselves. That's Satan. Humans who couldn't believe that they were divine, that they actually can't do anything wrong until they started to believe in wrong. It's a big step. It's a very big step. It's in a way frightening because there's still that residual, you would say, that little bit of darkness, that belief in the lie. belief that you did something bad, that you weren't successful in a business venture, that you weren't successful in a relationship, you weren't successful with your children. It's a big step to let all that go. Big step. I would say it's one of the three biggest things, three biggest steps you'll ever take. It might be the biggest. It's going to cause a huge head game. And I just want to let you know right now, it's going to, it's going to twist you. I also want to let you know that it's already worked out. You've already walked beyond it, even though it's going to twist your brain, your thoughts, get you down on the ground, get you screaming in mental anguish. You've already walked beyond it. You've already walked beyond the lie of darkness and a power. And of anything that you think you've ever done, you've already walked beyond it. You'll discover what living the powerless life is really about, the freedom. Freedom is when you allow that you've never done anything wrong, period. Freedom is when you allow you've never done anything wrong. Now watch how the mind reacts to that. Watch how it's going to try to engage you, pull you in. Surely you've done things wrong. It'll say, maybe we can, may, let's negotiate, says the mind. Let's, let's make it a little less wrong. Let's just, okay, says the mind, let's shave a little bit of wrongness off of this. But it was still wrong, but just not as wrong. Watch how the mind is going to try to get you into negotiations. The master does not negotiate. There 
is no negotiation in this. Because even 1% belief that you've done wrong, that you're dark, that there's power, even that 1% is 100%. Because it's been ingrained in you in mass consciousness that Satan is so powerful, so effective that just one thought of Satan can bring down the whole house, can bring down the righteous. That's not true, but that's what people believe, and therefore it is. We can't work at this incrementally. We can't spend the next year whittling away at the lies of darkness, the lies that you did something wrong. So I've chosen today to just flip it. And I will apologize to you in advance, very authentically. I will apologize for what some of you are going to go through. The mental anguish, the internal debates, your own struggle with your devil. But I know it's better that we just take care of this once and for all. And you'll end up okay. You'll end up absolutely brilliant, beautiful. It's hard, very hard to simply go beyond all the old programming of hell and everything else. It's very hard. The programming of evil and the world's going to try to show you, no, evil is real. Look, look what's happening every day. It's not your reality, it's their reality. Not talking about eradicating the concept of evil on this whole planet. I'm talking about you, your personal life. That's it. Is evil still out there? Yeah, because they believe in it. They're addicted to it. That and power, they're addicted to it. Exist with it? Sometimes, yes. Not all the time. You'll have to get away. Bring too much pain to your heart to see how they continue to live in the lie. They continue to believe in evil, Satan, darkness, when they don't need to. Does an ascended master cry from? Time to time, absolutely. Because it hurts to see how people keep suffering when they don't have to, but they won't listen. They won't do something as easy as walking on past dark, evil, bad power. 
and there's nothing we can do. So today, we walk on out of the lie, straight out of the lie. No more, no negotiating, no reducing by 10%, by 15%, none. Out of the lie. You realize what we're doing also right now is bringing up a lot has been suppressed, held back, mediated. It's going to come up now. fight for its survival, it's going to fight for its identity, this belief in the lie. Don't fight it. Do not fight it. Do not engage it. Walk on. When I say walk on, it's where are you going to put your consciousness? Are you going to keep your consciousness in that lie, or are you going to go to freedom? Freedom is the release of the lie. It's probably the easiest way to say it. Freedom is walking beyond that lie. It's a huge lie. You come through this. You will. It's going to be tough for some of you, but you'll come through it. Why? Because, because you're pirates. Why? Because you've already chosen it. Because you're truly masters. And I know I can be tough on you at times. Probably not as tough as I should be, but I can be tough at times. But I wouldn't be here if I didn't already know that you're masters. Let's just sit here for a moment, realizing there's not a thing you need to do. You don't have to struggle. Remember my 60-second workout? Same thing applies here. You don't need to work at this. Just letting yourself go beyond the big lie.
long's it been since how long's it been since you've been living with this burden that's not yours that you've done something bad that you're evil or there's evil could you imagine once again a, a society a place an earth where none of this existed nobody had ever sold this lie and there wasn't that burden and you know somebody believes in something they act it out when they believe in bad they act out bad when they believe that there's power they act in power This is um, another mirab I'd like to make available to everyone to download, to listen to. I think it was such a, a point of change for everyone that in the 60 second workout. <laughs> and you know what? There are my bookends today. I started with the 60 second workout. And I end with this mirab. Everything here that we've talked about, walking beyond the lie, you do it 60 seconds. Walking beyond that you're anything other than the most sacred, glorious, divine being. Walking beyond all of the lies. So let's take a good deep breath with that. And now, perhaps, perhaps you'll understand what I mean when I say, all is well in all of creation. Until next month, dear Shambra, live from Munich, I am Adamus, in service to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So take the good deep breath. Really feel for you. Be sure to take time and allow what you got, what your feelings are to integrate that, to allow that. Thank you. Take the good deep breath. Adamus invites it all the time. Stay with the good deep breath. And with that, this is our final meeting with this particular space. 
We're moving into expansion. Next month, we'll be coming to you from Munich. I believe that's about January, or January, wow. <laughs> That'll be June, <laughs> and I think it's the 4th. With that, though, we look forward to seeing you soon. Take care of you. Whether you're listening, watching, take the good deep breath, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.